I carry this thing to class. And I get there, and I'm just setting up my notes and stuff, and I open it up, and I take a sip, and I burnt my mouth. (laughs) So this thermos works so well that I carried it through minus 25 degrees Celsius for 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. and then got in, and it was too hot to drink still. (laughs) But I just wasn't expecting it to work that well, because I'd never had a thermos that did that. That was actually good? Yeah. So I'm standing there in front of like 200 people, and I almost spit my coffee out everywhere, (laughs) clearly like in some distress. And then like the rest of the lecture, you're like having a hard time like (laughs) articulating. Exactly. And I'm I'm always nervous about going to grab my because it's still too hot. <laughs> yeah, so it's just funny that I got super embarrassed on my first time using this because it actually works. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. We will link the thermos in the show. Yeah, notes. exactly. <laughs> Make sure it's an affiliate link so we get you know all the proceeds. Yeah, yeah. We will definitely have one of those. <laughs> <Yeah>. Maybe. <laughs> Welcome to episode seven of the Arena Regulars podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Jeff. And we are regulars at MTG Arena. Yeah. It's, it's our favorite bar. It's our bar of choice. Yeah. Yeah. Now that we can't go to bars, we just sit and drink beer and play arena. Yeah. Honestly, I'm, I'm having more fun. So I kind of <laughs> am having more fun and I get less drunk. Yeah. Um, uh, is that true? Most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. I'd say on average. Yeah. I'm usually not as up, like up as late as I was before. Right. Um, but um, we got a great show for you today. I know I say that all the time, but whatever. This one's good, too. Yeah, they're all good. So. We're talking about historic brawl that we kind of discussed last week, and then we have a big thing. We are talking about arena etiquette. Yeah. Emotes, all about that kind of stuff. If you've you been on arena, you've, you've encountered this type of thing before. Yeah, so we're going to uh, go into the do's and don'ts and uh, what we think we would like to see. But before we get to that, each week we both bring a beer, we drink our own, we drink each other's, and then we rate them on a scale of bronze to mythic, and then choose the best for last. So with that, Jeff, what is on tap? What are you drinking? So today I brought a beer called Electric Unicorn. Mm. It's by Phillips Brewing, which is uh, out in BC, and it's a white IPA. Six and a half percent, and what got me is the can is literally a unicorn in space with lightning coming out of its horn. <laughs> yeah, and it's like very neon and like yeah. kind of 80s feel. You know, some people say, oh, I don't know if marketing works that well. I'm totally in the other camp. Yeah. Marketing works 100% on me. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I buy stuff like, it's not like they're tricking me. I'm like, I'm going to buy this because I like their marketing. <laughs> yeah, and then if you don't like it, the beer, you're like, whatever, at least the can was cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I brought today, I got Viva La Stout. Um, It is from Sawdust Brewing Company. Uh, It is a chocolate raspberry cookie stout, 5.9%. And uh, the can is just like white with like a cookie and uh, maybe Comic Sans font. Yeah, we weren't, we were undecided on whether that was Comic Sans. It kind of looks like the font that like, um, like from the Peanuts comics. Right. It kind (laughs) of looks like that. I don't know what that's called. I think it wasn't Comic Sans, but it's kind of in that art style. It has that kind of like... I don't know, wiggly line right. area. But anyway, it tastes uh, it tastes good. <laughs> it tastes like a raspberry cookie stout. <laughs> you just had to out-weird me this week after last week. Yeah, <laughs> well, I really felt bad about last week not doing the weirdest one, so I thought I'd really go for it. Mm-hmm. But in magic news, uh, this is the last week of the season. So oh, yeah. I, uh, I need a push to get Mythic. Yeah, that was your goal for this. That season, was my so. goal, and I am not really that close. <laughs> so, well, you've been drafting Kaladesh. There's a lot yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to do it in constructed, and I've been playing Model Red. And then uh, there was one night I was just like on a hot streak, just like going straight through. I think I was like 
Diamond 2, almost to Diamond 1, and then the next night just went all the way back down. Yeah. <laughs> you just lost it. So Then then you cracked a beer to reward yourself. Yeah, but too early. <laughs> played I, some... Uh, I cracked that mythic beer too early. Played some some deck that you hadn't tested. And <laughs> yeah, it was that's not great. Um, but then next week, actually, very exciting for us, we will be drafting our Zendikar Rising Championship Fantasy Teams. Yeah. So we'll go over again next week. We've talked about it before. We'll go over it again exactly what that is. Yeah, and like our, our point system, everything. But uh, look forward to that because yeah, we I, are... I know stoked. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. Can't wait to do that. But, uh, Jeff, I kind of talked about what I was doing this week, but what have you been doing in Arena? So, honestly, my Arena week, have you ever had one of those weeks where it just feels like no matter what happens in the game, you're always going to lose? Like, the <laughs> cards are going to line up in such a way... Whether it's top decks or, you know, yeah, you just always lose. Mm-hmm. That was kind of my week. Uh, yeah. I was losing in draft. I was losing just in constructed. Everything. I was losing in brawl. <laughs> Up until last night when I think I won like four matches in a row. I was like, okay, the curse is over. <laughs> uh, yeah. The week before, I had the opposite where no matter, you know, how bad I played, I seemed to always end up on the right side of things. You just like stumble <laughs> to the finish line. You're yeah. like, I don't, oh, know, okay. I don't know why I won that game. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Last week, I was paying for... For yeah, that for all, it's all that that uh, like bad juju's coming back around. Yeah, exactly. It, it always comes back around. It always comes you know? back around. So you got to enjoy it when you're in the the winning. Exactly. Phase. Yeah, and that'll come up again when we're talking about uh, etiquette. So right, don't <laughs> don't forget. It always comes back around. Yeah. Um, but historic brawl. So we had a nice event this week. Um, mm-hmm. People are always really excited about this one, uh, and kind of new to some people. I haven't been able to play it before, so this was this was fun for me. Yeah, I think in the past it was always just like a Friday night magic thing. Yeah, just like a one night thing. And this time they, they let you play it for a week, so. Yeah, I think it was like six days. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, uh, to me it was uh, it was good. I played a few, a few rounds. Um, there was only like three prizes you could get from it in right. card styles, but at least one was a fatal push, so that's good. Yeah, I just, I don't like the that fatal push. Picture? art as much as the original yeah um so that's the one i, I always had on mtgo because it was cheaper so i always played uh, with that art so i maybe i resented a bit from <laughs> you're like, oh, uh, instead of now where it's like the special thing that like magical. not everybody has yeah um yeah but um but hey it's not it wasn't that expensive i think it was 2500 gold and you just yeah. got to play as much historic brawl as you, as you wanted want. yeah so that was which kind is of good cool. and it's you know longer than some of the other ones right um which is cool um my kind of thoughts about it, uh, yeah, I think Brawl should just be Historic Brawl. I agree, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see exactly why we would have two separate Brawls. I know that obviously Brawl is supposed to be like the standard rotating format, all this kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. to me, it feels like most of the players that play would much rather have a non-rotating format. Uh, yeah, to definitely. I definitely thought about that when I was making um, decks for it. I didn't want to use a lot of wild cards knowing... This is an event that doesn't happen all the time. So do I use a wild card for a card I'm not going to use in sure, anything yeah. else? Um, so that was one of those things that was like, I even was feeling it. And I'm not even like one of the newer players that's like, I want to, I'm really excited for this thing. Right. Um, so that, if, if it was around a lot, like if it could play Historic Brawl all the time, mm-hmm. I would feel a lot better about using all those wild cards. But Right, but exactly. What's the really cool thing about Brawl within mm-hmm. the arena metagame? It's that, if you are not a, like, you have to 
use your wild cards wisely, right? Yeah. But while you're playing, you might just pick up a rare, one copy of this rare, and one copy of this rare, that's true. and one copy of yeah. that rare. And for Brawl, that's all you need. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about, oh, I can't craft four copies of this for mm-hmm. to make a standard deck out of it because that's just too much of a commitment. Yeah. Too many mythics. Of like the, the one mythic you're never going to use besides that one deck. Exactly. Yeah. And you just kind of have these one-ofs. Mm-hmm. And that pairs perfectly with Historic, where the whole point is the cards you picked up on Arena, you can play them here. You don't, yeah. They don't have to be current. Exactly. So, Especially with the Jumpstart cards, because you only get one of them from the packs that you were playing. Yeah, exactly. So that worked very nicely into there. So Historic and Brawl just seem to be like giving players... They have the same philosophy of giving players some way to use this collection mm-hmm. that they've built without having to always be playing some standard deck that requires four copies of every... Or even a historic deck that you're trying to build that you weren't playing during whatever time. Yeah. um, Yeah, so... uh, But yeah, with that, what what decks were you playing and what you were playing against and what was your experience? I played exclusively Tiny Bones. (laughs) (laughs) I had had ambitions to play all these different commanders, but I just had a lot of fun playing Tiny Bones. Okay. And not a lot of success. I lost... (laughs) A lot. (laughs) But I built, like, Discard Tribal at the start. Mm -hmm. And the problem, of course, with Discard Tribal is that you both get your hands empty. And you're drawing more cards than them because you have tiny bones and stuff. Mm -hmm. But then you're just drawing more cards that make them discard. Yeah. And and don't do anything. And Mm -hmm. for some reason, your opponent's allowed to play Omnath, so they're playing Omnath. (laughs) (laughs) So you're just getting rolled by whatever yeah. they draw every turn. Yeah, so there was one... There was a couple weird things that I wasn't prepared for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omnath, not banned. Right. Okay? <laughs> Confused. Just because Omnath is banned in Historic and Brawl, but not Historic Brawl? Yeah. I didn't exactly understand what that was about. If there's ever a card to like ban for this format without even really testing it, it was that one. Yeah, it seemed very like, yep, just... Just take, put it on the list. Oh, I played against it, and it's like, oh, they had Felidar Retreat and Genesis Ultimatums going. Yeah, I literally felt like I was just playing against Omnath pre-Uro uh, and Omnath Band. Because yeah. it was like, you know, they played an Uro, and then they played... Yeah, it just felt the, like that busted yeah. deck, you know? It was Lotus just like... Cobra and... How, how, this is just a standard deck. <laughs> yeah. Wow, this is really This bad. is a deck that was basically banned in standard. Yeah. You know, and in historic. So um, that was a little confusing to me. I didn't know if it was just because it was an event and they're like, let's just have people have fun. You know, I think it's like that. their way of justifying that, hey, you can still play Omnath. Sure. You know, like, let's give them a way to play Omnath in something yeah. because we've basically banned it from all of the... Like, it's banned in standard Brawl, it's mm-hmm. banned in standard, and it's... Uh, you just can't play it normally at all. Exactly. Unless you're playing like if a you have it in your collection, or... there's no way to actually use it yeah. in a, in any of their events. Yeah, I do get that, and they know that it's a short period of time, so it's not like they're gonna you're gonna get smacked down with it every time. And to I be ran fair, into it a lot though. I think I ran into it once. Yeah. Um. So I didn't have that that big of a problem with it. Um. Also, Baral was banned in Brawl. Right. Yeah. So Baral, I had more of a problem with actually because yeah. the reason this was banned was yeah, it was really good. But it was also so miserable to play against. Yeah. Like, if you're going to ban something, again, it should be the one that people have demonstrated to you that they hate. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, exactly. And and that one is specifically, like, you know, Counterspell Tribal. Yeah. Uh, it just rewards you for doing that and makes your Counterspells cheaper and all that kind of stuff. And just to be clear, we're talking about Baral, Chief of Compliance, yes. as a commander. Because his name sounds like the format, so it's, yeah. <laughs> it so it's hard. But Baral, at, at a certain point when it first started... 
he was basically all of Brawl. Right. Was there was Brawl. All the jokes that, you know. That's it, that you come along it, with it those was... names. But I do have a little anecdote. So I was playing Bruvac. Like, I, I wanted to play Bruvac, so I did. Um, I didn't play the busted version. There's one where you basically your entire deck is just persistent petitioners. Oh. <sighs> And why, so, why play that, though? Are you it, it you seems, just want to get your three wins to get your fatal push? I like, guess so. Like, it seems kind of boring because that version, all you have to do is, like, turn one, island, turn two, persistent petitioners, turn three, Bruvac, turn four, two more persistent for petitioners. For the rest of the game, persistent petitioners. But that, yeah. that's that's even just... That's You're already it. dead from that. Yeah, because all you have to do is tap it. That's uh, It's 14 times two. It's 28. And then they just do it on your end step and then on their upkeep. And yeah, then, and the game's ridiculous. over. So... So you can totally do that. That's fine. Seemed kind of boring. I played against it, it once. It doesn't seem so fun for either player. Yeah. But at least, um, hey, it's over quickly, so you can exactly. get on to your next yeah, game. Yeah, so that's nice. It's not just like this counter spell war forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was playing a version... Well, I wasn't thinking about that, first of all. I wasn't like, oh, I could do this. I right. was. I just completely forgot. You just move. wanted to be the honest, fun, fair mill deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was definitely <laughs> thinking that when I was building. No, I definitely didn't think about that at all. And uh, just kind of put a bunch of random, just weird one-off mill cards. Like, yeah. sure, let's just see if this works. Um, but I ran into a Baral deck. I saw Baral in the command zone. I was like, okay, this is going to be bad. Yeah. So Should then I just concede now? Like... What was great is that I actually, I have two ca- counterspells in my deck, and they're both the milling counterspells. Okay. They cost like one They're like functional reprints blue. of each other. Right? Yes, yeah. basically, yeah. And so all I did One's was like wait, and I didn't universe. play anything until I was waiting for them to try to cast Brawl. Because I had one in my hand, and then I knew they were just trying, they were just waiting for me to cast Bruvac to counter it. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to wait. And so then they, they tried to play something, I can't remember, and I countered it. And they're like, all right. Then I drew my other counter spell. I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. So they went to go cast Baral on like turn five with mana open. And I counter Baral. And they're just like, concede. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, I Baraled the Baral player. Yes. This is amazing. It was so Luckily, good. Luckily, I drew two. My, like my the only, only two counter spells in the entire deck game. because they say mill a card on them. <laughs> it was fantastic. I think they mill like three. They mill like two or three. I can't remember which. Uh, I think it's three. It, and so it'll say please is a functional reprint of something that came in Ravnica. Like it, it was, was Allegiances. Um, but I remember seeing the one in Allegiances and being like, this card's just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we see didn't say please all the time. So I can picture the arch, but I can't remember the name. It's funny I can't how that works. Yeah. Um, but it's basically didn't say please. But um, that was my like victory. I was like, I did it. <laughs> Suck it, Baral player. Yeah. <laughs> What Did you that? give them, like, a good premature good game? Oh, no, I didn't do any of that <laughs> stuff. No, no, I definitely just, like, wanted to see how it so went. tie this section into the next Yeah, one. yeah. <laughs> um, but I also played... I, I didn't play any of the other commanders I was talking about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I just threw together, like, a Landfall um, Rada deck. Oh, cool. Rada, I really like Rada. The newer That's one. That's a cool card. Yeah. The, the one playing. that lets you play lands off your li- yes. top of your library. Yeah. Um, so I played that, and it was actually pretty fun. Most of it was, like, a bunch of just Zendikar cards. And um, I was just like, sure. And I just kind of slapped it together. And it was pretty fun. It felt very fair. Um, I had some good games and also some ones where I was like, there's no way I can beat whatever you're doing. Yeah. You definitely have thought about this a lot more than I did. Yeah. Um, so I actually ran into a lot of Omnath and Baral. That's... So that ties in with my maybe, piss poor win right now. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> I, I played like immediately when it came out. So I threw a couple decks together quickly. Um, and then slowly stopped playing once I was seeing some of these other more intense ones. Yeah. 
I also have a lot less experience building singleton decks than you. Sure. So I was kind of like, how do I even build this? Like, I just do I just type discard and then yeah. click on every card? That That's I what I did with Bruvac. I just <laughs> typed in mill. I just clicked yeah. on any card that I had. I crafted a couple of cards. I needed Bruvac. And then I think um, I, I put in like, was it patient rebuilding and oh, uh, nice. a couple other ones? Yeah. But uh, I've lost a lot, of, a lot of limited games to patient rebuilding. Yeah. So, um, but it was fun. I mean, like, I'm glad that I got to do it. Uh, if it w if it stuck around, I probably would have built more decks. The reason sure, I didn't yeah. build uh, Kaya or Temet was because I would have to use so many wild cards to get them going that I was like, I just right. Don't I mean, really want to I do think it. the other commanders I was excited for, I didn't even own. Yeah, and they're all mythics. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I have I have one shot at this basically. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I don't know. I won't do that. So um, maybe next time around, I know it's coming back in July. July. Yeah. <laughs> January. Um, it might come back in July. I mean, yeah. <laughs> totally could. Hopefully in January. You heard it like, here first. Historic Brawl. Official yeah. Arena format in July. Spoilers. Yeah. By July. Let's say yeah. by July. Okay. okay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> we are making a statement. Historic Brawl will be a format that you can... Uh, what is it? What are they called? Evergreen? formats yeah whatever. that's usually sure. like mechanics or everything. okay whatever it'll be like a, a regular format you can play any mm -hmm. day of the week not just wednesdays or anything in july okay you heard it here first we are calling you that should shot. write that in the show notes i'm gonna yeah we should i'm gonna make it the title of the episode okay. <laughs> <laughs> historic brawl coming to arena july 2021 exclamation mark exclamation mark exclamation mark yeah <laughs> Well, I got all of those clickbait titles. Yeah, um, we haven't done one of those yet, so we should probably do that just uh, to get more, uh, I don't know, followers, viewers, listeners? Uh, listeners. We don't want to alienate our one listener. So. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if we haven't done that already. <laughs> they're know. a trooper, man. They're, they're a big yeah. trooper. Um, yeah, I love Tiny Bones mm -hmm. decks. I just kind of started slowly moving out the discard because i kept losing because all i had was discard yeah uh and it kind of morphed into a mono black control deck okay like ugin up at the top end and, i feel i feel that yeah um because black actually has a lot of good utility lands mm -hmm. i only noticed when i was like making this deck i'm like oh i could add this and i could add this yeah and then i worried that i didn't have enough swamps so i actually had to go back and cut some of the <laughs> utility lands because a lot of them depend on having a lot of swamps exactly yeah like witch uh witch's cottage yeah. And uh, Castle Lockthwain. And well, Cabal Stronghold. Cabal Stronghold. Yeah. That one. Mm. Which is like, that was the one of the best cards in my mono black control deck. Yeah. You know, lets you ramp into Ugins and stuff. Yeah. And other fun things. And so I think that's the correct way to build Tiny Bones. And then he felt pretty good, actually. Yeah. Um, Once you kind of went that route instead of the... Like you have incidental discard, but you don't play that many cards that all they do is discard. Exactly. Because... Well, because if they get once they start top decking and they have enough lands, they're just going to play every card that they draw. Like I don't even know. Thoughtseize is still in the deck, but I don't even know how good it is in in historic brawl actually. Yeah, if it's not consistent, that is kind of hard. You don't want to draw into that late. You really want to turn one Thoughtseize. That's why it's so strong. Yeah. Because um, then would you rather play Mind Rot over it? Right, and then a big part of Thoughtseize is you take the card that is most important to your opponent's game plan, but mm -hmm. you can't because that's their commander. Yeah, so, so so you're like, I can't even hit that one. Right. That's true, that does make sense. You're really just losing two life to throw away a removal spell. Yeah, but if you have Tiny Bones or if you have um, Waste Knot or something like yeah. that, it's worth it. Mm -hmm. I really like it with Waste Knot because you get to choose which mode of Waste Knot is going to trigger. That's true. Uh, well, except the land one. Yeah, but... Yeah, but <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. That I just had a lot of fun with this deck, even though yeah. I kept losing to Omnath and, and Burrell. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Yeah, maybe I'll just build an Omneth deck. Actually, no, I don't know. Do I build the Omneth deck so when in January I can play it immediately and just do it? And I, I can finally play Omneth again? But they might look at the response to this one and have it banned. That's the now. worry. Do I want to spend the time building the deck just to, it to be... I guess it probably The deck kind of builds itself, yeah, right? Landfall. It won't take <laughs> click, that long. Click, 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 click. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I'll just build it and have it just in case. Um, um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I did want to share, though, I played against... Uh, the Vizier of Nactamun. Did you? Oh, I got my ass kicked. Let's Damn say. it! Yeah, this was like History of Benalia on turn oh, three. Oh, and... okay. Oh, yeah, I see guy, that one. This guy had some crazy token synergies oh, coming my good. way. that's good. Um, I didn't think about that. Oh, one. it just stomped me. By turn four or five, I was like, I don't understand how I could possibly keep up with this this token value. Turn yeah, exactly. one was Legion's Landing. Yeah, turn um, two, you play Temet. Right. Turn three, you play Benalia. Okay. Yeah. Oh, It was, it was a curve out now. Yeah. <laughs> I really do like low curve commanders, mm-hmm. um, especially. I mean, I had to kill it because mm-hmm. otherwise they were going to flip their legions landing. Yeah, because they also played um, Mox Amber. To, yes, which I don't know if I'm. You're just always supposed to play that in brawl. I, I think you might actually. Yeah. Well, depending on depending on with how the, low uh, with such a cheap commander, it was really powerful because they got to play the commander on turn two, play Amber, and play yeah. another one drop. I think if you have a four drop commander, you don't. Because you're trying to ramp into your four drop commander, and that doesn't help. And that doesn't help. But if you have a two drop commander or a one drop, right? Um, so I should have been playing it in my tiny bone stack. Yeah, I, w- I would say probably. that that probably would be a good idea if you're because you don't get to ramp a lot in black. Yeah. Um, but a three drop, I would say it's iffy, and four or more, I'd say probably not. I just don't have it, so I wasn't going to use a mythic rare wild card. Oh yeah, I don't have it either. So um, I didn't even see it in my <laughs> list of cards right. I could <laughs> click on because I only was doing ones that yeah, I yeah. collected. For yeah, sure. collected for sure. But. Yeah, but I had to kill it mm-hmm. because it was going to uh, transform the legion's landing. Yeah. But then they just played it on turn four, so it's like I could, almost felt like I wasted a removal spell because yeah, you know they just it just came back. Yeah, I felt like I had to tempo wise, mm-hmm. but. That can be the fact that their well, commander was a two drop. Felt and that's really the good. thing: the two drop commanders. I I had built. Um, this is just regular commander, but uh, my SRAM mm. uh, senior edificer. I had a mono white like Voltron deck that was just like a bunch of equipment and SRAM. You no. Yeah. <laughs> what? I like just building a big thing and just yeah. ah. You um, playing Boggles? Yeah. But uh, basically, that was really fun because if people kill it, you can play it three or four times in a game, and it doesn't even feel that bad. Right. As opposed to like a five drop or six, seven drop commander. You're like, you play it twice, maybe twice. Like if it gets killed once, it, it, you have to really be careful about when you're going to play it. Uh, and depending on how intense it is and stuff. So um, it, I really think that the lower CMC ones are just nuts because. Yeah, especially in one-on-one, I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Where you're like, like you could play um, Reese the Redeemed. Mm-hmm. He's a one drop and you just like turn one every, every game. You turn one, you play your commander. So, uh, and that feels great. He's, really, he's green white. Right? Green white, yeah. And he makes tokens. Yeah. Makes a bunch of elves and then doubles your tokens later. So, um, I mean, that's just a really good commander deck in general. So, um, playing yeah, it in that'd probably game, work in historic. You, you could definitely make it work. Um, I just didn't really want to go down that path because you could just look up EHREC and look at all the cards. I mean, or you could look at all the cards that you can't play with it. Right. You kind of wish that you could. Um, I have to say, I didn't run into like the Kinnon type stuff. That yeah, I didn't expected. either. And I was expecting a lot of Kinnon, and I think a lot of it was because people were trying other things. Mm-hmm. And I think 
Kinnon is around standard a lot. Right. Uh, so so you kind well. of know what you can do with Kinnon. It's more yeah, fun and, to play. and it's just like adding better cards to Kinnon. And pe most of the players that were in this event were excited to play with cards they couldn't play normally. Like I didn't actually, actually I think every one I played against had a commander that you could not use in, in traditional brawl. Yeah, in traditional brawl or like including yeah, Omnath. Including Omnath, yeah. right. So yeah, I think that's actually true. Every single person was playing something that and, and so was I, so yeah. yeah. And I wasn't, see, because I played Rada, so that was ah. that was different. Um but yeah, anyway, uh really nice. I once again, July. This will be yeah. This will be a format you can play any day of the week. Um, it's the best way to play Brawl for sure. Uh, and I think it'll bring a lot of uh, Commander players into yeah. the arena. And just one last note on it. Mm -hmm. uh, it is coming back in January. Yes. So if you want Historic Brawl to be a thing by July, yeah, play in that event. Exactly. Yeah. Play that event. Um, get ready for it. Build other decks. Think about it now. Um, so that you can play it then because I definitely having this whole month will be really nice to be able to do that because we only had like a week or so yeah I felt I, a bit pressed because I, I, I and I really just didn't have the time to to find exactly what I want to do so now maybe I'll have enough wild cards I'll build Temet you know that's the thing right? that might work yeah. out so um, I could see it here and there um, but with that I think I need another beer yeah me yeah. too so we are going to a beer break <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> liking this jazz this jazz beer break thing. yeah, yeah. It jazz it's a jazz beer break yeah. we're just gonna start scatting actually they, uh... <laughs> okay here we go <laughs> i don't know if we can make the fake pouring into a glass sound. sure we can yeah. sure we can it's like this it's like this okay all right <laughs> 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 i can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um we have our mugs again so we are not um Cracking. Well, we, we just definitely forgot. both have of our arena regulars we mugs. We definitely both remember to bring Neither of us forgot it. Nope. Uh, we both have the arena regulars mug that we were so excited about. Um, anyway, uh, and that is the etiquette of our podcast is yeah. to bring our mugs every week. <laughs> right. We never forget. No one would ever. Yeah. Um, but talking about etiquette, I don't know who brought that wow, up. That's, <laughs> whoa, it's so weird. The transition was so yeah, smooth. I know. I um, we're talking about arena etiquette right now. Um, and, uh, basically because we're playing this game, I mean, you have etiquette and everything, right? right? So if you're playing in paper, there's a certain way that you talk to your opponent. Um, there's a certain way that you draft with people, you know, there are certain kind of guidelines that you try to uphold socially, right? right? People have feelings and emotions. Exactly. So anything that involves people is going, going to, to involve social you know, things, not upsetting people for no reason. Exactly. And most of the time, like... <sighs> People can get upset. People's feelings will get hurt for different things. And you never exactly know why those things will happen. But it's also a smart idea to just like try not to hurt people's feelings. I don't know right. why that would be your your um, focus. I mean, you don't want to drive people away from the game that you love that gets better when more people play it. Mm -hmm. right? That's like, a, I think everybody wants really, more magic players, right? Yeah. It's a really pragmatic way to look at it. Exactly. If you love magic, then being rude to people who are playing magic might incentivize them not to play and magic is definitely better if more people play yeah well magic's also inherently you need another person i don't know right. if you've goldfished <laughs> a deck before but it's not that fun yeah right you 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 need an opponent otherwise the game doesn't work yeah so i mean some combo decks would suggest other <laughs> oh well that's yeah. true <laughs> yeah um but most of the time <laughs> most you, people you, enjoy actually having an opponent yeah. that interacts with them and interacting is is a big part of that mm. um so we should treat them with respect 
And uh, so that's why we, we just want to talk about etiquette, specifically on Arena, because um, when you're face-to-face -face with somebody uh, and you're playing Magic, usually it can be quite inherent. Like, you're just used to these things. You'll be nice uh, just meeting them, asking them their name, um, giving them a handshake in the before right. times. Now, I don't know if we're going to do handshakes anymore. And maybe during, no more handshakes yeah, ever. Right? Yeah, <laughs> there will never be a handshake again. Yeah. Um, uh, because what of about the shuffling each other's decks? You know? Oh, that is interesting. Yeah, shuffling each other's That's decks. That's kind of a rule in competitive yeah. play. That... Shuffling or cutting each other's decks. Yeah. And, or at least offering to let people cut your deck is really important. Um, uh, so all those kinds of things uh, in paper you know, has its own set of rules. But now that we're on Arena, we have a completely different set of rules, right. which haven't really been outlined. And we kind of want to just have a discussion about it. We have slight outlines of what we think it should be or what we would like to see or yeah, we have ways that we approach it but yeah uh, but um but we really want this to be more of a we discussion. know things that piss us off yeah so. yeah so, so we'll definitely talk about what we don't like but um we do want this to kind of be a discussion mm -hmm. um and be talked about more often because right. there are some times i can get a little tilted or a little salty uh, playing magic no 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 uh, and and there are easy ways to to avoid this um and most of the time it's because i can I think someone's doing it maliciously, mm -hmm. right? There's, usually it's not an accident. It's pretty clear when someone's, you know, not giving you a real nice. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, so the first thing I just wanted to bring up, this is, um, we won't talk about this very much, but it's just uh, being in a draft, right? So mm -hmm. you're in a draft, you can't emote, you can't do anything with your the people around you in your actual draft pod, um, which is actually, I think, a very positive thing. Yeah, I have had many experiences where I was in an in-person draft and there would be little side comments or little things people would kind of say or mention mm -hmm. that would kind of frustrate me in the draft. Yeah. Um, so I think it's actually a plus being on Arena that we have zero interaction besides you You can look and see where the packs are kind of piled up and kind of maybe curse their name. But um, besides that, um, I think that's great. Yeah. The only thing that ever annoys me during a draft is when one person... Unfortunately, this is just something that's going to happen. This will just one happen. person is kind of clearly AFK. Yeah. Or, may I don't know. Maybe they're they have multiple things queued up, but they have like eight packs yes. <laughs> waiting at them. That person is always to my right. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent of the time. It, so so the thing with that is that we we aren't upset with players who are reading all the cards, right? If you're reading cards and making decisions, that's fine. But the majority of the time when those packs are piled up and there's eight of them because that's the entire table, right? it's because that person is not actually drafting. They are letting the AI do it for them. Right. Or they're, you know, watching Netflix or... They, they forgot. I don't know. They clicked that they were ready and then forgot somehow. And immediately know. got up and walked away or just fell asleep or I don't I, know. I actually advocate... A strategy that I've been employing of forcing myself to take the full time, meaning if I don't have another pack waiting for me, not I don't have to make a pick yet. Yeah. So and I, I can use the full time that I'm actually given. But there's a difference between doing that and having seven packs waiting for and you. Having the full yeah. time for every single pack that's just piled up. That doesn't up mean on top take the maximum allotted time. It means 
if I'm just taking a card and I'm just sitting there waiting for my next pack, that's kind of wasted time. So I yes. should use that to really make sure I'm making the right pick. But. And not only make the right pick, but like look and see what the other cards are. Right. Um, but that's more of a drafting kind of thing. I just want to touch on it quickly mm -hmm. um, because there's that's just a very small It's a bonus portion. to drafting on Arena. You don't have people being like, wow, this is still in the pack. I what? Wanted... Like, nobody took this? Whoa, this, this pack is crazy. I love drafting with you noobs. Yeah, <laughs> like that stuff is really frustrating. Yeah, don't do that if you ever go to a paper yeah, draft. When, whenever we have paper drafts again, um, just you, you can keep things to yourself. Uh, things can be exciting, but it's really fun to show everyone after yeah. we've made all of our decisions. <laughs> right. Um, but emotes. So emotes are the, the big thing with etiquette, right? Right. It, it's the sort of, well, it's one of two ways you can interact with your opponent. Yes. Like communicate with your opponent during a game. Mm -hmm. um, it used to be the only way right? yeah. before the stickers. Mm -hmm. So there's been a lot of sort of development in, and we basically just had the same five emotes for the longest time. So yes. that's starting to change. Mm -hmm. But uh, and this started with Zendikar Rising, so it's very new. Exactly, right? yeah. So I personally, the way I've always approached it is, I try to use my emotes the way I would in an actual. If I was sitting down face to face with my opponent, mm -hmm. you know, how would I use these? Well, I'd say hello when mm -hmm. I sit down, so that's fine. I'll say hello. Mm -hmm. If my opponent makes a sweet play, I will say nice. You know, that's yeah. something I would do in person. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, nice. That's mm -hmm. great. Um, and I would say good game when I lose. The match. Yeah, I, I do do it every game, actually, okay. that I lose. All right. But, like, I don't say good game when I won mm -hmm. unless they say it first. That's mm -hmm. how I've always done it in paper as well. Yeah. It's like and extending I, the handshake when, you, uh, when you're about to... Yeah, you don't, don't, like, you know, say good game and then... Play the card that they didn't know was in your hand that really ends the game, and it, like you would never do that in paper, would yeah. you? I hope you wouldn't do that in paper, especially if they have mana open. Right. Like I, I, I have done where they're like completely tapped out. All their creatures are tapped. All their mana is tapped. Yeah. They have nothing. I don't have to play anything else. It's all on board. Mm -hmm. It's not like they're going to play Pact of Negation or something. Like everything's on the table. It's very obvious. Mm -hmm. I'll swing and say good game, um, but even those times, I feel a little bit bad about it. I yeah, I still always wait. Like. Mm -hmm. Basically, when I was playing in person, you felt that it was more visceral. That the other person is often, like, really, you know, demoralized. Yeah. Sometimes not, not so, but a lot of the time it is true. Like, something, you know, there's a top deck or it's a really back-and-forth game, a really close game that they were invested in mm -hmm. and it didn't land their way. So I always waited for whoever lost the game mm -hmm. to extend the hand and, and say good game. And yeah. I would reciprocate if they do, but I would never like win a game and then shove a hand in their face and ask them to shake my hand. You mm -hmm. know? And that's kind of what it feels like on arena when you win or are about to win. And then you just say good game and mm -hmm. like play the card in your hand. I didn't know about that does actually end the game. You know? That changes the situation, right? right? If the board looks like, you were kind of stalled, and mm -hmm. then you play something, you say good game, and then play a card that's like, this is the reason. And a lot of the time, I'm sitting there like, okay, if they have this card, I'm going to lose, but I think if they don't, this gives me the best chance to win. I'm really thinking about it. I make that play. They have that card, they say good game, and then play it. It's like... Yeah, just like, oh, okay. It, it does... Just in poor taste, I think. It doesn't really upset me that much, but I understand why it upsets other people. Yeah, and, and the biggest thing is is really thinking... Um, I know there's a big uh, problem with like internet trolls mm -hmm. and just people that 
have opinions online that they do not talk about in person or things they would say online that they would never say in person. Yeah. I always wonder if these people that are doing this, like in a real match of magic, are they just the most polite person? Yeah. And they're super nice. But then like you put them behind a screen and they're just like such assholes. I don't, I don't know if, if that's what it is. Um, I'm guessing not like I, I honestly think most of the time it's just people not thinking about it that much. Right. Right. And I do think it's something we should think about because the, I don't do the hello when I start the game. I rarely do that. Mm-hmm. I was doing it through the brawl event because I knew the type of people that were playing the brawl event would appreciate that. Yeah. Like those are the kind of people that I know if you're playing this event, I want to continue to welcome you to this community. If I'm playing in a standard event, I don't always feel like it's necessary because mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, let's go, let's go. I'm, we're, we're both grinding. I don't know if we need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but from talking with you, and this is before uh, this, this moment, obviously, um, I have been trying to do more kind of hellos when I sit down at the sit down, quote unquote, at the table, um, just because I, I want people to, you know, to see my username. And if they see me again, they'll be like, that is somebody I liked. I liked yeah. playing against this person. Yeah. And right. when, you know, they beat you, you say good game and mm-hmm. then you concede, you know, yeah. they'll, they'll remember that and be like, oh, this guy yeah. was, you know. Or if they top deck something sweet and you're like, nice, nice. Yeah. Like that's, that was the car you needed. Yeah. That was really, that's great. Yeah, you have to be a bit concerned in that specific scenario. They might read it as being like sarcastic. Yeah, but so if you've been genuine in every all the other interactions, mm-hmm. there's no reason to expect yeah. that. So what we're kind of moving into is like trying to be as genuine as possible mm-hmm. with your emotes. Like it's it can be very easy to be malicious right. with so them. Maybe we just run through the starter emotes. Let, yeah, let's talk about those really yeah. quickly. Um, so uh, first, you have hello. Yeah, right? there's no reason to use this other than at the start of the game. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that, that's not 100% true. If someone's slow playing, you will say hello to see if they're there. See, I usually use your go for that. In, oh, that's interesting. Right, like if, if so sometimes, well, we'll get wait, to that when wait, we wait, get to... Yeah, let, wait, wait, When let's, we get to your go. Let's go back. For me, I use hello at the start of the game if I remember to do it. Yeah. It's actually funny, I think hello got moved. It used to be like the leftmost one. Yeah, and now it's and the, the middle top. one. Yeah. But I got so into like clicking my thing and then clicking left mm-hmm. that I was saying like thank you to people or go- I think even good game. At I think the it's start of the game. Yeah, it's it's strange. But basically, we have um, we have five different emojis or buttons, mm-hmm. and three of them change depending on what uh, your opponent has just done. Yeah, right. So you can say hello, nice, thinking. or whose priority it is. Yeah, uh, thinking, oops, and good game. Right. Those are the basic ones that you have when you start. But then if they're, uh, depending on priority or if someone has emoted to you, you have about 20 seconds to say one of the other ones back, which is nice becomes thanks, thinking becomes your go, and oops becomes sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been in a little bit of a, it feels like I can't always do it recently. Because um, I loved using sorry in stuff as a legitimate, I'm sorry, uh, something has happened. That's one I wish I had access to just all the time. Yeah. Because sometimes, like, your opponent just gets mana screwed mm-hmm. or whiffs on something. It doesn't really make sense for them to say oops. Yeah. Because oops is like, I made a mistake. It's just like, oh, I didn't get there. And I want to say sorry, like, that sucks. Yeah. You know? Um, but I can only say sorry if they say oops. Exactly. Or if they say something. 
right? Yeah. Um, so that can be kind of, uh, that can be hard. Um, wanting, so it would be nice. I understand that having the emotes change depending on what's happening in the game um, is helpful that you don't have to click the side button to get yeah, to a new section of emotes. But Like we can't just have 100 emotes available to us. It's not yeah. plausible with the UI. Exactly. But um, but there's those kinds of things uh, that we wish we could like just say sorry all the time. Like definitely with Mana Screw or Mana Flood where they're just like... like I don't say oops when I get mana screwed no you know unless like the only time i can imagine is that i kept some really sketchy hand and it didn't get there yeah. but even then i don't know if i would say oops i'd say oops to myself <laughs> i think like, whoops shouldn't have kept that yeah i've said oops a couple times or um i've seen people if they play um a card that uh maybe like an explore right they play explore they don't draw a land they don't have another land drop to play they say oops sure yeah you and know? then i know what they're saying yeah and, and i get that um and that works out um but these and then the... i'd say sorry yes exactly or, um but these are the classic sorry. ones uh, yeah sorry not sorry or... sorry canadians <clears throat> hey we um, got 80 percent canadian listenership here so <laughs> well I'm gonna say sorry. we are in canada so <laughs> i think there's gonna be that it doesn't matter anyway yeah. but those are our classic emotes hello nice thinking oops and good game are the, mm -hmm. the classic ones right right um, so we're very used to those. Um, with Zendikar, we got a ton more. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing, I think, with Zendikar was we got stickers. Yeah. Right? So I kind of want to talk about stickers first. Um, we got five. Uh, we have... And so the important thing with the stickers is that you only get these with the Mastery Pass. Actually, yeah. with all of the Zendikar emotes, you get them with the Mastery Pass. Yeah. I actually have no stickers. Yes. Because I, I haven't decided whether I'm going to get far enough through that Mastery Pass that it's worth it for me to buy it yet. Yes. And I just straight up uh, got way too excited and just yeah. bought it immediately. <laughs> Which is also totally fair. Yeah. Really. But I'm also, it, it, it helps me continue to want to play all the time. Uh, we will talk about that at a different point. Yeah. Wow, we are getting sidetracked. This beer is yeah. uh, getting me a little bit. <laughs> Uh, I didn't think it was going to. It's only like 6.5%. But um, Hey, man, spending time off topic is what we do best. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so the stickers, right? Last episode, we were talking about how much we love the stickers. I love the stickers so much. Yeah. One of my favorite things. Um, but we have five. So you have love, sad, angry, sleepy, and happy. Right. Um, I Love is the first one you get. It's not extremely useful. Um, I sometimes get like people doing that instead of hello, mm -hmm. they'll just open with love. That mm -hmm. makes me feel warm inside. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> I see that. Um, I usually get love in a sarcastic way where mm -hmm. um, you miss a land drop or you make a mistake and they do the love thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't love that one very much. No. <laughs> um, the sad one I really like because I'll usually hit, I'll hit like good game when I'm losing. I'll hit good game, sad emoji, and nice. then... I'll uh, concede, and so it's like sad and exploding, and all this stuff's happening at the same For time. For me, the sad one is, um, like, none of the emotes, we were kind of talking about this, mm -hmm. are great for when you get mana screwed. Yeah. The sad one kind of just, like, because it's like a cartoon sad. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. And there's, like, yeah, <laughs> tears coming out. And I think it, it and does. And when you flood out, it's particularly. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Topical. It's, it's telling you that you're flooding. Yeah. I, I think that's, uh, that is a good... Uh, um, observation I think the sad does convey what we are kind of hoping for wanting some sort of hey I'm mana screwed or something but I don't think I can respond to the sad sticker with sorry 
which I would love to yes. be able to I, do. I think that, that you're not able to do that. And so it would be nice if we just had sorry in its own little space. Right. Um, I, I love the angry emote. Um, mm-hmm. I will use the sad or the angry emote for if you blow up my thing. Right. Again, they're perfect because it's like cartoony. It's not like really angry. Exactly. It's like, oh no. Yeah. And, and the, the angry one is just like, it looks like you're flipping them off, but yeah. it's like in a fun, kind of funny way. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I use that one constantly. I think one so. of my favorite ways I had that was just the other day. I just played Island Ruin Crab and I just immediately, like after saying hello, mm-hmm. we both said hello. I play Island Ruin Crab and I just get the, <laughs> the angry emote like, ah, come on. I don't want to do this. You were so nice and now you're, ah. Um, well, it's actually, it's, I'll talk about it in a bit, but it's actually a strategy I've been employing. It's oh. to say hello before I play Island Ruin Crab. Interesting. <laughs> um, but then we have Sleepy, which works if someone is uh, roping mm-hmm. or just spending a lot of time just not... This uh, one I just don't love. I don't think there's a way to use it that's really that appropriate. Yes, which I want to get into in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does feel like there is no way for that to be kind of seen as sort of malicious. So the Sleepy one is... It conveys a message, which is your go, or hello, or, or you're just trying to say, hey, it's your turn. What are you doing? Right. But it's saying, I'm sleeping over here. I mean, yep. it, the only time it's really appropriate is if you're playing against a combo deck that's doing a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're always allowed to shit on combo players. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's basically <laughs> it. But Yeah, I, I just don't see how this one's ever, like earnest yeah anytime my opponent uses it it's just like oh i'm tired of playing against your strategy yeah that's basically that's all i'm reading most of the time the sleepy emo is not hey you're taking too long it's Mm -hmm. usually you play a card and like oh this deck again yeah oh ruin crabs yeah sleepy or or whatever um so the angry one i thought was way funny at least it's funny (laughs) right um but i do like that the sleepy one actually says something right Mm -hmm. at least it is conveying something that I would... There's something you yeah. can get from it. The next one is Happy, which takes you a long time to get. I recently just got it. It's kind of the worst one, right? Within this weekend. And it really doesn't... What does it do? It adds nothing. It adds nothing. And it just... It's a, it's a way to... Or, or at least, me. again, it only adds negative things. Yeah. Like, like, it's just... You're saying, I'm so happy that I'm winning. winning? Yeah. Or it's... Or you're getting mana screwed. Happy, happy. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like pessimistic being like oh i didn't have another land happy yeah. thing you know yeah. like it I, i've I, never I, seen somebody use this when i was like oh nice you know? yeah but, like it just it doesn't um it doesn't give something positive which is funny because it's the happy sticker right right um i kind of feel that way about sleepy and happy is that they they're not adding anything positive but happy is just also almost adding nothing at all yeah <laughs> it just feels like why would i ever use this i might not even put it in my emote Trend. So it's just weird that that's the one you have to work the hardest. To yeah, get. I don't know why they didn't give you sad first. Also, like sad is sad, sad and, and angry. angry are the best ones. I they think. are definitely the best ones, um, and and they're the most useful. They really come in handy, uh, and the other ones don't. Um, which kind of brings us into talking about the Zendikar emotes. Okay, right? yeah. So those are the stickers that came out with Zendikar Rising. Yeah, they so also they're... released more. Like emotes. Are they considered stickers or are they called? No, I mean the stickers we just oh, talked about oh, came sorry, out in Zendikar, sorry. but Zendikar, the yes. Mastery Pass also gives you like emotes. Yeah, and there's a ton use. of them. There's like, I don't know, 20? Yeah, uh, there's a lot. 15 maybe? 15, yeah, there's yeah. 15. Um, as I just count each <laughs> individual one. Um, but yeah, so my suggestion, 
if you have all of them, which I don't think many people will have it yet, we're getting really close to having all of them. Um, I think I'm I'm three away, two or three away. Okay. Um, and I'm zero. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like level 92, 93 or something, mm-hmm. just from from playing every day. Um, but basically, uh, these are emotes that are kind of story oriented, right? So th- it's so really odd, honestly. They're very. I almost strange. feel like they're like marketing for Zendikar Rising. Yeah. It. Some some of them talk about uh, Zendikar itself. Some of them talk about characters in Zendikar. Or Some of these I types. can't imagine using. I don't understand. Why would I ever use? I don't know. Zendikar is restless. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why I would you. What what am I going to use? What when am I Where ever going to? Where mana flows, the Narlids follow. Why would I use yeah. that? When am I using that one? Like I don't know. Iona no longer guards this place. Right. We do all the ones that are really specific to like a parts s- of Zendikar that. Or like a story oh, no. or something, I yeah. don't get. And it feels weird as, it just like, you get this thing as um, like a reward. And they're like, I don't even know what I'm going to do with this, right? <laughs> I don't even know if I want it to be part of my choices. Because when you have all of them, there are, there are pages and pages you have to click through to find the specific one you're talking about. And one thing I didn't get to mention before is that emotes are really important timing-wise. Like yeah. if you can time the right emote at the right time, that's when you can hit the either if it's really funny or like if it's it or if it's rude you know, or or like if it makes sense to that moment right if you miss the moment and another card was played or something yeah and you hit that emote it doesn't make any sense and then people are just confused and it's weird now i think because this is the first batch i think wizards is just let's throw everything at the wall and yeah. see what people like yeah so let's throw some stuff that's specific to the set Maybe they won't like that, but hey, you never know. Like maybe they this is their favorite one. Sure. And let's throw some more generic stuff. Yeah. Let's throw some. So my suggestion for you, or our suggestion for you, is that you should pick five that you think are really useful. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you think that the ones we think are, right. are terrible. I don't know about really useful. useful blanks could come up. Could come up. Yeah. Um, but I I have picked five. Okay. Um, and these are the ones I think you could possibly see play. So the first Could one see play, I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the first one you get is obey and cooperate, which is it doesn't obey me, it cooperates me. Well, the reason I like this is because you could have a misplay and then hit this. I, I like this is when you whiff on something. Yes. So the first time I saw it, I think it was uh, my opponent had Narset, partner mm-hmm. of Bales. Yeah. And their deck is clearly all like non-creature spells, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a control deck. Yeah. And they look at the top five and find nothing. And then they're just like, it doesn't obey me. It only cooperates with me. Yeah. And I thought that was really funny. That was the first time I actually saw this emote. And I, I was just like, yeah, you shouldn't be whiffing on Narset. I know yeah. you just looked at five lands. Like, it, like that sucks. Yeah. And I can also, if, um, let's say you play it and uh, you are playing one of the, the Mythic Zendikar lands and you accidentally let it go into play tapped when you need it untapped, oh, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Um, that is another time that it would work. It's right? like clearly an arena misclick. I meant mm-hmm. to click this half of the double yeah. face card and then click this. Or half. yeah, or if they play, you play it as land instead of the spell. Those kinds of things. I think that's more common because <clears> yeah, but um, that happens to me often actually. Like yeah. I really my play so fast. I need to <laughs> slow down and like think about things. And so that one could be useful in certain situations. And it's also funny. Like, I think emotes having a sense of humor a little right. bit, it's a weird balance, but having a sense of humor with it 
work. So I do like having this one. Another good good one I saw about mm -hmm. this. I actually wasn't quite sure how I felt about it, but in the end I decided that I, it was just kind of funny. Yeah. Is they stole my creature. And they're like, it doesn't obey me, but it cooperates with oh, me. Oh, that's good. That's <laughs> like, that's, all right, that, you got that, me. That's yeah. pretty funny. Okay, so yeah, if you're stealing creatures, yeah. um, that's pretty, I like, that's probably my favorite one. Yeah, it felt bad because I was going to lose that game now because they stole my best creature. But. Yeah, <laughs> but they're also giving you ownership of it, right? Mm. So, um, or like... Uh, like, I still own it, but they control it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, hey, I know this is yours. Yeah. It's cooperating with me, but it doesn't obey me like you do. Yeah. And you will get it back at the end of turn, but you're going to be dead by then. Yeah. I, 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 that's pretty funny. I, I do like that one. Um, but another one that I've, I've pointed out, I think, um, so the worry much one, where mm -hmm. it's you worry too much. This one, I think, is really nice, especially if you see someone looking over your cards a lot. Right. <laughs> um, where, where they kind of highlight the back of it, and they're looking over them. Or uh, you put a spell on the stack, and they wait for a long time. Mm -hmm. And you can just hit... Oh, you worry too much. And I don't hate it as a, just a generic response to when they say thinking. Yeah. Like, you know, they've taken a long time. They say thinking. Like, ah, you worry too much. Yeah. And, and it, it's like, it, it might come across um, kind of, uh, not malicious, but in like a kind of mean way. But I do think for the most part, it's just going to kind of lighten the mood. Right. Um, so I think that, just like straight up, that just makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with Zendikar or lands coming to life or mana or anything. It's just like this is uh, something we can't really talk about or something we couldn't convey before, and now we can. And that's when the emotes work best. Yeah, right? Exactly. So that is just exactly what I want all my emotes to do. Because if they're telling a story, like, I don't know, why? Yeah, they should kind of lighten the mood and just make it more fun. Yeah, and just be like, hey, let's let's have a game of magic. If if I go longer, my, my rope starts because I'm emoting you, great. Right. You know, I'd much rather have it be like a back and forth um, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I also put down rebirth death. So it says every rebirth looks like a death. So this is one of those um, final parting emotes you could put mm -hmm. in, almost in place of a good game. Right. But either one of those, you could say good game and then say this and then concede. Yeah, that'd be a pretty funny way to use it, right? Like yeah. I got my ass kicked. Mm -hmm. Just like every rebirth looks like a death. Exactly. Like, or good game, or, bye. or this is like your um it's the first loss of the match. Mm -hmm. So like maybe you lose oh, game perfect. one. Perfect. Yeah. Right? So you lose game one, you say this mm -hmm. uh, as you lose game one, go to game two, and then you're reborn, right? You have a new deck because you sideboarded all these cards. Right, that seems perfect. That seems yeah. pretty perfect. This is for when you lose game one. I like yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think that's one that can see again. Though, use. don't say it when you win game one. Yeah, like what? <laughs> this isn't a console your opponent. Every yeah. rebirth looks like a death. No, I, it doesn't really. That's just condescending. It does feel condescending, um, and it's not like I. I can see how you want it to sound like it's a pat on the back. Right. Like, hey, buddy, you can do it. Next next round, you'll get me. But it's but not going to come across that way. It yeah. won't come across that way. Um, it's much funnier if you're saying it. Right. And really, being funny during emotes is pretty important, I think, because um, it's you can't express if you're being funny or not. Yeah, um, it's like how, how many of your jokes land when you're texting someone who doesn't know you really well. Exactly. You know, like, you and know. that's basically what you're doing. You're texting someone who doesn't know you at all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh, that one definitely works. Um, we have two more. Uh, the first one, backup plan. So it says always have a backup plan. Mm -hmm. So this is a similar one. This is kind of on the teeter-totter of 
is this a good emote or can you use this to be really mean? Right, this is a really good... You can definitely play this when you counter people. To be fair, stuff. like, any of them can be used maliciously. That's true, right? yes. Anything can be malicious. Except uh, where mana flows, the gnarlets follow. That's up. true. So, okay. So, yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Um, so, the only good thing with all these random weird things that, that are mana... Or, I don't know, Zendikar stuff or um, weird... I don't know, story sentences they took out of a book. I don't exactly know what they are. Um... But they can't be used for malicious things, but they can't be used for anything. The reaction is always just going to be like, huh? Huh? Okay. <laughs> if we had huh, that yeah. would be great. Yeah, if that's you could okay. Just, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Need, if, yeah. if you could give like a what? Or like a huh? <laughs> like that would be pretty funny, right? Yeah. And that would work out really well. Um, this one, I mean, obviously all of them can be used maliciously, but this one, so always have a backup plan. You can use it when you counter someone's spell. Don't do that. That's yeah. really rude. <laughs> yeah. Especially since people already hate counterspells. Yeah, if you counter someone's spell and say, oops, get out of town, man. Get, just come on. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not down with that. I don't like it. It's not fun. On the other side, though, let's say I'm playing, a, I play something. Yeah. And I, like, it's my turn. I have six mana. I play something that costs four. Mm-hmm. And they mystical dispute it. Then I'll play a land and say, oops. <laughs> it's like I should have played this land first, so I'd have three to pay. There for you go. Yes, I do that all the time. All yes, where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna wait and play this land later, yeah. and then I'm like, there are handfuls of spells. <laughs> I'm playing. A, I'm like, get spell pierced, and you're yeah. like, I had the land in my hand. I had one untapped. Then you just play it and say, oops. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that works really well. Yeah, but don't be malicious with it and be like, hey, oh, pfft. you can't oops as the spell pierce player. Like yeah. that's rude. Yeah. Like. It really and and you wouldn't do that if you were playing against them. If someone played it and you're just like, "Oops, spell pierce." Yeah, like, <laughs> come on, man. At least I hope you wouldn't do that again. Yeah, I definitely feel like I've played against people that will do that. But like, so when should you use backup plan? Though? So backup plan is um, it's really good if you get countered, mm-hmm. right? And then you have a follow up play. Yeah. Let's say you have you have two plays in your hand. It's turn five. You have a two drop and a three drop or a four drop. Mm-hmm. right you go with the two drop three drop plan they counter the first one you play the second one right and then you can say that that works really well now what if they kill my only win condition and i don't have a backup plan that is hilarious <laughs> i wish you could actually convey that if you're playing against someone who's um there was a deck in historic that was playing it was uh oh i think it was mono white just mm-hmm. about it might have splashed blue for a couple cards, but it's basically you're playing nine lives solemnity oh, yeah. so that nine lives can't get any counters. And then your only win con is approach to the second sun. Right. Right. <laughs> so if you get rid of approach to the second sun, then they can say, <laughs> they just always... cast necromantia, take away all the approach of the second sun. You say, always have a backup plan and concede. And concede. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. I like that. Um, so that is definitely, that one's a, like, I'm on the fence about that one, but mm-hmm. you could definitely use it, and there are corner Feels cases. like there are funny ways to use it that are good, but mostly it's... Yeah, it's just going to sit gonna there. It's going to be obnoxious. But it's definitely one that you could put... Because what I didn't mention before, I don't know why I didn't do this, with all these emotes that you have, you don't have to pick... You, sorry, you don't have to have all of them. Mm-hmm. You can pick which ones you like, right? So there's 15 of them. You can only pick, you could pick like a third of them and only use those ones. Right. And then you won't see any of the other ones when you're playing to make it easy to find the ones you actually want to use. Yeah. Um, so the last one, I think this one works. Rushing ahead. It says, serves you right for rushing ahead. 
Now, again, this is teetering on the yes yeah. um, precipice. So. Yes. So this one is specifically directed to your opponent. You cannot be talking about yourself, really, with this one. But mm -hmm. I do think it is... I, if I'm rushing, which I rush all the time, yeah. and I definitely click things wrong, I attack all when I shouldn't, or all those kinds of things happen constantly. Yeah. I've lost probably five games this weekend because of rushing. <laughs> Absolutely. Once I get this emote, or once someone gets it, if they hit me with it, I'm totally fine. I, I yeah. absolutely know that's a lesson I need to learn. And um, going through or like clicking through stuff and forgetting, like you could say oops. This, this could work as an oops, right. right? If you're the person. But if you say oops and someone says serves you right for rushing ahead, right. they, they kind of got you. They kind of, a little bit. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. So one thing I think of when I see this, and I wanted to mention it earlier Mm -hmm. We talked about like saying good game before you've actually won the game. Mm -hmm. How rude that is. Mm. One of my favorite things is when my opponent does that and I win the game. Yes. And this would be perfect. <laughs> I would love to say my opponent says good game. I like block in such a way that leaves me at one, you know, mm -hmm. and then I turn around and win the game. I'll just say serves you right for rushing ahead. And that... <laughs> Is how you do it. So that this one is specifically sticking it to your opponent. Yeah. But there are certain times where you need to stick it to them. And I definitely think... Which we're not uh, necessarily advocating. No. No, no, no. <laughs> totally not. Um, but I, I think that you could definitely put it in your wheelhouse. Um, the rest of them are fine. Look at them if you want. But these are the ones that we thought were good. So again, it's Obey, Cooperate, Worry Much, Rebirth, Death, Backup Plan, and Rushing Ahead. Those yeah. are the ones that we picked thinking... These you can definitely use in some situations. Right. Um, the rest uh, is up to your discretion, I guess. I do have a shout out. So okay. there's one Inferno Spark here. Every Inferno begins with a spark. Yeah. And I was playing a game against Mono Red. Yeah. And on turn one, when I passed the turn and didn't play anything, they think for a bit and then shock my face. And then they said, every Inferno begins with a spark. And I was like, okay, I see where this, where you were going with all that right, one. All right, all right. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. That's like, that, you're doing a couple damage to me now, yeah, but yeah, yeah. more is, uh, you're promising more to okay. come. Okay, especially yeah. funny. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but I think generally it's going to be hard to use that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it can be rough. Like if you build your deck, if, if they come out with some card that has cares about legs, you could say, everybody grab a leg. You play a spider <laughs> that has leg counters or something. Maybe, yeah. but yeah. like, come on. <laughs> um, but that's how we kind of feel about these emotes. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell us what you feel about them uh, on our Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Uh, but before we go to our next like portion of the episode, how was your beer? How, uh, how do you feel? I finished mine. I'm done. Yeah, you took it down. I, I have a bit of stout left. Mm -hmm. um, this is pretty good. When I saw it... Mm -hmm. I was a bit worried that it would be way too much raspberry, like mm -hmm. tastes like a dessert. I love stouts, but I don't love stouts that taste like a dessert. And when I Got see it. raspberry chocolate cookie, cookie, <laughs> um, but this one, it has a little bit of that, but it's yeah. not, it's not like the overpowering thing. It's no. sweetness. No. So, um, it doesn't have the imperialness that we kind of like. I right. think we both are on the same page where we really like um, big, heavy stouts that have this strong, like punch you in your face right um, yeah. the first sip should throat. be like whoa i have to acclimate to this yeah and so that's uh it definitely doesn't have that but it has distinct flavor profiles mm -hmm. um as far as cookie goes 
I mean, chocolate, stout, raspberry, yes. Mm-hmm. Get it all. Cookie, I don't even know. What does cookie taste like? That's hard. Like fudge cookie? Sure. It tastes like a chocolate cookie. Yeah. Butter? Um, I don't know. I don't know. What is it? I mean, I love cookies. Like chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream is my favorite ice cream. So. Oh, that's Julia's uh, favorite ice cream. Oh, interesting. And I um, got it wrong for years and would bring back cookies and cream. Oh. <laughs> Which no. she likes but is not. Cookies and cream is fine. But she has chocolate chip yeah. cookie dough is the best ice cream mm-hmm. uh, from Ben and Jerry's. Uh, just going on a tangent, yeah. but uh, I do like this stout. I think it's good. It's pretty good. I think um, it's it's pretty good. I was actually surprised by it. Um, I will definitely buy it again. Yeah, I have more in the fridge. I I like it. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good. I have a hard time giving this diamond though. It's on that precipice for me, but I think I'll have to go platinum. I I agree. I'm gonna. I'm. It's really close. Um, honestly, this is weird. But if it was seven point five, yeah, diamond. Yeah, just a little more. If it had more oomph. If it was. If it was higher alcohol, um, and it gave it some like bite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it. But but the flavors are so nice. Come through. Really like it. Yeah. Um, really enjoyable. I, w- I will definitely drink it again and again, and I'll tell people to drink it platinum. Uh, all day. Yep. How about the uh, what were we drinking? The, the unicorn. The electric unicorn. Yeah, electric unicorn. Yeah. The white IPA. Um, so I like. I don't like white beers that much. I find I can just drink like one of them and then. Interesting. Um, before the pint is over, yeah, I'm kind of sick of it. But white IPAs is kind of the exception to that rule for me. It's a style I do mm-hmm. like because it's not just kind of all in on the wheat. Yeah, it's, it has that weediness, but the hops and the so does the white is the white talking about the wheat? Usually, yeah, white means that it's a wheat beer, like like have a Weissen, like a Weiss, right? Weiss exactly, thing? yeah, white because they tend to get this like white color. Interesting. Okay, I didn't know that. I was just like, oh, you have a black IPA, you got a white IPA. You're like, uh, what are you gonna do? You exactly, got an IPA. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Red yeah. IPA. So the white IPAs, I mm-hmm. find I can drink them because, Got it. Um, yeah, it's just the IPA kind of balances the wheat when I just get it. Sure. Like, this one is like more body than I was expecting. Because mm-hmm. when you hear IPA, you think, oh, it's about the hops. Yeah. And it's like pretty, pretty kind of generic body. Mm-hmm. This one's really like, malty is not quite the right word because again, it's using a lot of wheat. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it has that kind of malty taste yeah. to it. Which I really like. I think beers that are mainly body mm-hmm. are underrated, like Reds and yeah, for sure. Like all for these sure, beers sure, where sure. it's all about the body, the English styles, yeah, have kind of been way you know thrown by the wayside by the IPA mm-hmm. hoppy, just like the style North American. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just hoppier the better, kind of. So this one really surprised me with its kind of malty bodiness, mm-hmm. and I really liked it. Um, for me, again, it's right on that platinum diamond border, though, I think. Yeah. Um, I really think that most of the beers we're going to bring or taste in general are going to be platinum. Right. It's hard to find. We, <clears throat> I want us to be strong raiders. I, I 100% think that this is definitely a platinum beer as well. Right. Um, I really like it. I'm not a big IPA guy, but usually white IPA makes me feel like, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just feels like it's lighter. I don't know. For some reason, I just palate it better than um, some other IPAs that I can have. Yeah, it's the wheat. Uh, though I don't really like wheat beers very much. Mm-hmm. Usually they like... Um, unless there's like some piece of fruit or something in it. 
mm-hmm. like a blue moon or sorry belgian moon mm-hmm. for canadians yeah. out there oh the hell blue moon is yeah right? blue moon is what it's actually called um <laughs> See, but that's out of the states so it's fair to say that yes, it's actually exactly. called it that. actually is called that um but yeah i think it's definitely a platinum um but i i do really like it and the the can really pushes it over the over the top it's funny because the can is so intense and like in your face and the beer is so um nice and refined mm-hmm. that it doesn't feel like the the can makes you feel like i'm going to kick you in the head with the with my hoofs or something yeah, yeah. And uh, you taste it, and you're like, this is really, like, I can sit with this. This is nice. Yeah. Um, so I definitely like them both. Um, it's going to be really tough to, to pick the, the one I'm going to drink next. I don't even know right now. So Yeah, I think it just falls down to whether you're feeling like a stout or a light IPA. Yeah, basically. absolutely. All right, but with that, I need another beer because this has been gone for probably 10 minutes now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to go to a beer break. Oh, my God. We should rush him to a hospital. 10 minutes without a <laughs> 10 beer. 10 minutes without a beer? Oh, my God. <laughs> we thought we'd do the real noises this time. No, that was fake. I, <laughs> we're, we're just getting better. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. We're just getting a lot better at making canned sounds. Yeah. Um, so, Jeff, what did you pick? What are you drinking? All right, so I decided on the Electric Unicorn, the white mm. IPA, the one that I brought. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, though, it was a total toss-up. I think it's just because I was coming off the stout and just wanted a, a change. Change of pace. Like, if I'd had the stout first and then the white IPA in the second segment, I'd probably be having the stout now. You yeah, I mean? which is what I'm doing. Um, right. And I, so I totally understand what you're saying. Um, yes. Um, man, drinking this stout... <laughs> It makes me really like it again. Yeah. Second time drinking it, um, I feel the cookie a little bit. Okay. Like the chocolate feels like a chocolate cookie, not just like chocolate. I got a flavor. bit of the cookie when you were saying that, but I I wasn't able to tell you what it was about it that maybe because it, me that. it has it. I don't know if it's just like chocolate chips specifically have a taste. I don't know. I had a bit of that baked good flavor yeah. for some reason. Has, I don't know. I don't know what they did, um, but the can also says a uh, bold and scrumptious. And this is definitely scrumptious. Uh, I'm going to put that down in my book. Um, I like this one. I like it yeah. a lot. It's good. It's a good beer. No, maybe someday it'll be upgraded, um, but that day is not today. That's the thing, right? It's always like when your first impression of a beer is never mm-hmm. your final impression. Uh, yeah, well, I totally. suppose that applies to almost anything. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some stuff... Yeah. Yes. Okay. So sometimes it gets like worse when you think about it. Some cards, I guess. My first impression and final impression are the same because I never play them. Exactly. <laughs> um, but so we are going into. We were talking about arena etiquette. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll still probably talk about that. We're just going to do whatever Let's we want. Let's just keep talking about it. Yeah. Um, but basically, now I kind of want to focus on what we're hoping to get. Right. Right. So we talked about what we have, what we can use. And all those kinds of things. What do I want as my emotes? We're like maybe we're gonna get new emotes with every set now. Is that a new thing? Possibly. I think this is kind of what I expect as an yeah. arena player going forward. I don't know if I expect necessarily them to release fifteen new emotes with every set. Yeah, it seems like a lot. But I'm expecting a few stickers and a few emotes. Exactly, because that seems like time. okay. So if you got fifteen emotes and and five stickers, that's twenty new things you could say to someone. Sorry. Every few months. Every every three months. Yeah. That's insane. That's a lot. It will qu- very quickly get to be kind of too much to... Handle. Yeah, manage. Um, but I still expect maybe 
That's why I'm saying maybe Zendikar was kind of a practice. Let's yes. throw out 15 new emotes and see which ones people respond to. Yeah. Uh, and maybe we'll get five. Yeah. In, I mean, like, um, so call time. Um, I know that we haven't been trying to speculate a lot, but so I am wondering if there might be snow theme, some mm-hmm. snow lands, some snow stuff. Yeah, kind of cool. Bring snow lands to arena would be pretty fun. But if we have Kaldheim, I really want an emote that says, Burr, it's cold in here. Because when someone plays a Snowland, I want to say that. I want to say, Burr, it's cold in here. Come on, br- give us the bring it on reference. Like, I really want that. That would be, that would really make it for me. Um, that's my, right. called, you heard it here first. Yeah. We're calling shots tonight. <laughs> Listen up, Watsy. Called time. <laughs> if they have a snow theme, I want an emote that says, Burr, it's cold in here. You just never know with like IP stuff if they're allowed to do yeah, something but, like that. But, but that is not so bring it on that it's gonna like really right. draw hate. Like you don't go through the whole song. You just say you can say birds cold in here for anything. Yeah, right. But there are still like you know lawyers will still always be like we just don't want to invite the possibility. Sure, whatever. Yeah. Okay, I get that. I really want it. I think it would be the funniest thing every single time someone plays a snowland that I play. <laughs> Birds cold in here. See, now I don't want it because I don't want you doing that every time. I'm going to play Snowland every turn. You know? <laughs> Not every turn, just like the first turn of the game. Yeah. It kind of be like the the like Island Ruin Crab. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, um, basically, what I'm missing from emotes right now is like non-game uh, reactions. Right. Right? Like, the biggest one for me... And I see you wrote this in the show notes. Mm-hmm. I want to be able, like, when I see a really cool deck yeah. that my opponent is playing, I want to be able to kind of let them know, hey, man, I understand, hey, you brought some crazy brew, and I yeah. love it. Yes. Kind of thing. Like, genuinely love it. Like, right. I think this is, that was awesome. I want it to be so close to, like, that was awesome. Can I get the deck list? Like, that's how, cl- I, <laughs> that's what yeah, the emotion I'd love to say. just say that, and yeah. here's my email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But yeah, so basically like nice deck mm-hmm. or a cool build or right. something, right? Yeah, nice deck. And I, we, we're fully aware that this could be used sarcastically. Like yeah. we said earlier, basically all of them can. Yeah, you, um, you can definitely, if someone has, if you, for whatever reason, are playing against someone who's playing like a color challenge deck or something, you say, yeah. nice deck. Yeah. Uh, you could, you know, obviously that's... It's sounds, rogues, man. People hate rogues. Yeah, <laughs> and, and rogues, you could say nice deck, all that kind of stuff. But genuinely, if... if if you're playing a, a new brew that people haven't seen, um, nice deck. That's awesome. Yeah, like, I'd love to be able to say that to my opponent. Yeah. Uh, I, I really wish that I could do that and then follow it up with, you know, send me the freaking deck list so I can play it because I want to. Right. Um, and this goes way beyond just their deck, right? Yeah. Could be their pet that they have. Yeah, n- like nice pet. You could do um, like love the sleeves. Sleeves, yeah. yeah. Or like card styles. Exactly. Oh, like sweet bling bro or something. Decked out, you know. Yeah, yeah. Something something like that where like these are things that people work for. Um, they pay, some of them pay real money mm-hmm. like to get pets or sleeves or, or card styles and stuff. And like acknowledging like, hey, I can tell you got the old border lands and you paid to get all your adventure cards to be the the story That was the example I was thinking of. Sometimes I play against an adventure deck which has 20, you know, like five Mm -hmm. or six different adventure creatures and they have all of the The card style special art for that. I want to be like, that's awesome. Like you decked out your adventures deck. That's sweet. Exactly. So, So being able to like, obviously this is a huge part of the game. 
at least what they're giving us. Mm-hmm. Um, these are prizes for things. This was prizes for Historic Brawl, right? These, you get these all the time. I'm playing every event I can uh, to get all the landfall ones. Like, <clears throat> this is a huge part of the game. Yeah. Uh, and it, I think it's equivalent to um, uh, playing against someone in Commander who has altars or something. Exactly. Where you're like, yeah. oh, that's a sick awesome. altar. Yeah. Wow, your mana drain has a Bruce Lee on it. Oh, so cool, right? right. Like, stuff like that um, really... Uh, it builds a community. What mm-hmm. what we are kind of lacking in Arena, I think, is the community aspect. Like, my friends list is quite low. Mm-hmm. I wish that I had more friends And, and there's on it. very little ways for me to actually interact with my friends exactly. anyways. So. Not, not only my friends, but people I don't know. Like, right. I can't meet people very well. Can't make new friends. I'm not playing, like, Call of Duty and we don't have headsets talking to each other or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not playing a mobile where I have a team. You know, I'm playing specifically just against people. Um... And there's no way for me to to be friends with them. So with that, I kind of wish there was a um, like a chat box or something that I could. Uh, I wish there was a button I could just click and add to friends list or something. Yeah. And then maybe it would say like you add them to your friends list or you request right. You request a friendship, and then they say yes or no whether they want people or not. They can even maybe hit something that says um, I will never take. I like I I right. want to be Auto by myself. Reject. Auto reject all of mm-hmm. those things. Um, but I've played games where, like, I've just played random uh, on teams with random people, and they've added me as a friend on the game, and then we play, we'll play for, like, three or four games. For sure. Um, especially when we get real uh, pods. This will be really important. Because mm-hmm. if you find someone you like playing against, they can just become your pod mate, and then you just jump in pods to, to draft with. Yeah. I think we're, we're showing our age here, because in our days, games, you could always just chat. And yes. it's modern-day thing that... No chat allowed, basically. Mm-hmm. And I totally get it. Um, I've played a lot of games where the chat is almost exclusively toxic. Toxic, yeah. And it was kind of the night, like, what you're saying always did happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I eventually would meet someone, we'd be friends and play through the game. Yeah. And that was always great, but that was definitely the minority in a lot oh, of Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Most but of I time, think it's yeah. also, you know, like, if someone says something rude to me... It's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, but, like, they have chat on MTGO. And mm-hmm. I played a lot of MTGO. And that game in particular, I found to be pretty much, like, 95% non-toxic. That's So great. there were definitely people that were just having a rough day and would just be like, wow, I can't believe you talked at that. You're mm-hmm. so lucky. and whatever. You just ignore them. It's not yeah. a big deal. But a lot of the time, it'd be like, hey, good game. Or like you know, good luck, have fun was always the stand, the routine yeah. way to start, um, and then you'd get something like, "Hey, your deck's really cool, good games, you know, whatever." And sometimes add to friends list. Um, yeah, but you know, there is definitely, definitely, I've played against some really, really toxic people. That yeah, it's like the problem is, like we've all played games in paper where they weren't that fun to play against because yeah. they were just complaining all the time, you know. And, and people go through different things. I'm not saying you're... You, you never know what someone's bringing to the table. Right. Uh, their personal life and, and whatever's going on. Yeah, um, I'm not blaming them, right? No, but I can, of course. can sometimes, at the end of a game, be like, that wasn't that fun. Yeah. Just because my opponent was not in the best place. Exactly. Um, and then uh, online, as we said, that gets accentuated. People have no issue kind of yeah. ranting and yelling at Yeah, you yeah, exactly. Um, so that does happen, and that's why they're trying to avoid any mm-hmm. sort of chat boxes. But I think you're right. If we just had like 
do you agree to interact with this person? Like a yeah. request. Exactly. Um, um, yeah, even if it was like that, where you, you click a button at the beginning, instead of hello, it, or maybe it says hello, um, do you want to chat? Right. And there's a button that they can say yes or no. Mm -hmm. If they say no, no chatting, sure, emotes only. Right. If you say yes, then you have a nice, you can possibly have a chat with somebody. Um, I think that would be great. I, I, I well, we, we've said this before, like when I go on my account, I basically have you mm -hmm. are my friend. And if, if I'm on 95% of the time, it's going to be you. Yeah. Uh, if so, if I have a friend on and, or, um, I have a few other friends that are randomly on at times, but, um, and if we're on the podcast account, it's hundred percent. Is it the podcast yeah. account has two friends? <laughs> it's, uh, both of us are yeah. regular accounts. Um, but yeah, I think it would be, I, it would be great if we could get into that kind of place. Mm -hmm. Um, I would really like it. Um, especially it's a, whatever you think it's a learning tool mm -hmm. like if you're new to the game you might want help or maybe you don't have resources like it took me a long time to talk to people or google stuff or do different things to know that i could track um my win percentage um and my different decks and all that kind of stuff or my limited win percentage all that that's why like, they listen to us get the hot yeah text. exactly <laughs> so um so if you're listening to us you already get a bunch of those resources <laughs> but if you don't like well this isn't probably for you then, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what we're talking about. But it, but it is one thing in Paper Magic I miss. Like, when I would go to pre-releases, for example, mm -hmm. I'd often... Like, pre-releases were not really the most competitive. Exactly. And I was playing more or less competitively at that time. So I, I do very well at pre-releases in terms mm -hmm. of actually winning. But after every match, I'd kind of... Because I'm, you know cordial with my opponent and j joking around having a good time they'd often be like hey do you mind looking at my deck and telling me what i could do better and stuff yeah i loved those kind of interactions mm -hmm. where we're waiting for everyone to finish i'm saying oh well i don't think this card is very good or i don't think you have enough lands or you know it ranged from everything mm -hmm. how are you supposed to learn that an average limited deck has 17 lands mm -hmm. if nobody tells you yeah and to be fair like wizards does give you a little card that's supposed to help you with that and curve and stuff but if and arena have, like tips tell you yeah. the average limited deck has 17 lands and, and arena will automatically put those lands in your deck and, right um so that's really helpful but especially if you're like playing more arena you just like won't think about it it's mm -hmm. just like is there like sometimes you're like wow this deck is playing 24 lands and i should be playing more but i don't know that and i don't really think about it right um so we don't have those kinds of interactions or being able to like what if you could just like push a button share your deck list with your opponent yeah like after so the game. i've played other card games that have that yeah and i think that's really cool and i can push a button and some of them i could push a button and retrieve my opponent's deck list so someone kicks my ass with something really cool and mm -hmm. i'm like view deck list yeah that's, i thought that was awesome that's so awesome yeah. especially because i'm still in the in the place of like learning how to sideboard and do different things if mm -hmm. i can you know see what their sideboard was or what cards they put in or whatever i have some bad news for you zach you will always be in the place of trying to figure out how to sideboard better that is the hardest part <laughs> okay. of magic all right well that makes me feel a little bit better actually i do like that um but but yeah i think that's a, a really big component is the community of arena is missing um the the social aspect in arena itself right we do have a lot of discords you can google stuff to find different places um you can listen to us and be like wow these guys are so cool i'm glad i'm drinking beer and playing magic with them yeah um yeah obviously what other reaction they would have i don't know why they would say anything else um but it's so strange to me that we just don't have more of that integration um i understand that there are toxic people out there mm -hmm. but 
it feels like they're catering possibly to it a little bit. And it would be nice if it was more catered to the majority of folks who are not. Right. Um, That'd be great. Or or just making uh, the archetype of Spike be less uh, uh, stigmatized, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like the stigma around like, oh, Spikes are so rude. Um, it's just, it's not fun to play against them. They just want to beat you and win and they don't care mm-hmm. about anything. And I don't think that's necessarily true. I definitely have been that person who thought that. Right. And was thinking, oh, tournament grinders and spikes, I'm not one of those people. I don't want to be around them. They're really rude. They're mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and they're totally not. They like being as competitive as possible, having the best lines, and building the most optimal decks. And I don't think that that is a malicious thing at all. No. I mean, that's the thing about magic is there's a lot of... Like, it appeals to so many different people. Yeah. And... Yeah, taking a a list that is, you know, basically perfect Mm -hmm. and playing it as well as possible is what some people find the most fun about Magic. Yeah. Other people find taking a collection of garbage cards that everyone else wrote off and winning with them, building Mm -hmm. a deck with that. Some people find that the most fun. Yeah. So it really just depends. It's also like, because a lot of people talk about um, Magic being a combination of like uh, uh, chess and like poker. Mm Mm-hmm. Where you're, you have the pieces that you're given, or you have brought to the table, mm-hmm. um, and then you have to bluff little certain things or um, play your opponent, which is a poker aspect. Um, but in this case, like if you're new to the game or, or new to deck building or, or still learning how to do these kinds of things, having the best pieces as possible, there's yeah. no, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Yeah, the poker aspect also comes in that your decisions are probabilistic. Like yes. You're making your decisions based on, on probability. probabilities that you can't... I mean, in poker, you can calculate them. In magic, like in poker, you probably just memorize if I have this and the flop is this. Yeah, or you like see different cards and you're like, what's the probability that um, they have this card if I don't have... If I don't see it in my hand and all yeah, that yeah, right. Um, but but I, I do think, yeah, like... It's just interesting on your Spikes talk. I don't know if we should say this, but uh, on the podcast account, we built rogues. Yeah, I, I guess it's so funny because I haven't really, I don't have the same thing that you have with rogues or you have experienced with rogues. Well, I just played it through like silver and gold, yeah. I guess, on the account. Um, and I got really, really poor reactions from my opponents. Yeah. it's Either just conceding immediately or which i guess is is fine but it's always a bit disappointing to see that yeah i mean um or yeah the constant snooze sticker mm -hmm. um and it's like i wish people wouldn't react this way i i I totally get it rogues plays all the things that newer players hate mill and counter spells yeah and And flashcards and flashcards like it combines those into one nightmare for newer players yeah but the problem that I have with it is that rogues... Why did we build rogues? We example? build rogues because it's one of the cheapest decks to play. It's a budget deck that yeah. has a free-to-play player. Our account's totally free-to-play. Yeah. We were able to build without really investing much. Exactly. And and it's tier one, so we can play this deck and, and expect to do well with it. Yeah. So when you're... Maybe we're a brand new player in silver that could only build rogues because the deck's almost all uncommons. Yeah. And people are just constantly giving you snoozes and conceding and saying nice and like going out of their way to be rude, doing everything we told you not to do in the previous yeah. segment. 
And it's like, maybe you're alienating new, new free-to-play players by doing that. Exactly. Where they could possibly, you know, you, you just have no idea. Like, right. They are, they are people who started playing Arena or Magic in general. Like, maybe they've never played Magic ever, mm-hmm. and they just Googled best budget deck. And that's going to be the first one. Because uh, it's like a tier one deck that has like a play set of rares and everything else is is rare lands or or common it's almost all uncommon yeah. yeah um and it's a really good deck yeah I, and, and just, it's difficult to play too it's not it's just really like hard. you play rogues and you just instantly beat everyone you know? yeah <laughs> but to be fair every deck is a lot harder than you think it is like anytime right. someone's trying to tell you that like oh well mono red you just play this list and you just go 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 oh, go no. no it's it's a lot harder than that being a player that red is my least favorite color mm-hmm. and I've been playing mono red and historic because I like Bomat courier and it's been very difficult yeah. and people know how to beat you it's it's hard the thing about mono red right and it's a a single mistake probably costs you a game yeah if you're playing a control deck where you make you know 50 decisions in the game making one of them suboptimally probably isn't in in itself going to cost you the game yeah in a mono red deck the decisions are so impactful yeah you have fewer decisions to make so people think it's easier to play i actually find it harder to play because any misstep basically costs Mm -hmm. you the game you have to get exactly 20 damage through yeah with exactly the cards that that you showed up and um it's it's hard like and it gives me a lot of respect and that's like we've said this before like you should play as many decks as you possibly can right uh, with your, you know, allotted cards that you get. Like, I'm not saying build a bunch of decks just to play them. Right. But if you can, totally workshop it. And Rogues is the best one to build because right. it's so easy to build. Yeah. Like, you should have those lands anyway. All the mythic... Um, it's Fabled Passage and the Pathways. Yeah. yeah, the Pathways. And then any of the mythic lands that you need um, that are uh, the modal double-face cards. Yep. Like... They're also good additions to your collection. Yeah, you should just have those because you'll probably be playing them for the next year or two. Right. So, um, and this isn't even like a beat em, join them kind of thing. No. If you can't beat them, join them. It's like Zach's saying, it's very pragmatic. Yeah. If you want to be better against rogues, play rogues for a few games and you'll see how anemic some of your hands are. And how, yeah. And you'll see that you're conceding at the wrong spot a lot. Exactly. Of the time. You're conceding when you're like way too early, and that was the only counterspell in their in their hand. They don't actually run that many counterspells. They have four drown on the lock, which is an amazing, amazing counterspell it's a busted, in the deck. Great card. There's still only four. Yeah. There's only four. And if you can get rid of their ways of filling the yard, you're good. Mm-hmm. Also, if you can play escape creatures, you're also probably good. Like there are ways to we've seen it in pro play. Yeah. We're like cling to dust turned off drown in the lock yeah like <laughs> you can do that you yeah. you can do that if you watch those games you'll be like all right if i play escape cards i can get rid of everything in my yard and they right. can't counter anything i play yeah like rogues is definitely a good deck but i it's think it's a good deck i see it but all over the internet and stuff that it's unbeatable it's very beatable it's it very has, beatable it has some draws that can't do anything because it yes. just draws cards that require you to have a lot of cards in your graveyard and no ways to put cards in your exactly. graveyard. Exactly. And and that's my big thing also is that hey, so you're playing magic, right? Conceding early when you have a grip full of cards and I have a grip full of cards. Why? I I don't see why you would do that. I know that there are certain missteps or maybe you made a mistake and you're like, oh, "I can't recover from this." Mm-hmm. 
it's different if you're facing down like three planeswalkers and no cards in hand. Yeah. And you're at two life. Sure. Like obviously that's a concede situation, but like, or even if you're at twenty life, right? And your 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 board state is obliterated. You have nothing you can do. When you're you get just behind top the Yorion deck, you know, and they're just going to be blinking everything and drawing six cards a turn. And sure. Okay. Concede. Fine, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter what your life total is. You can concede. But for some of these other decks, like, you are losing valuable lessons. Like, mm-hmm. you were throwing them in the garbage. Uh, the Brawl player, right? I was literally playing right. against him, and I tried to outsmart him and outcounter him. And I did. And the rest of that game, I easily could have lost. If he just, All that happened was you countered I countered Brawl. Commander. <laughs> Who cares? He had four lands. Or five, or whatever. Like, you next turn, just play, play it, it again. again. Yeah. It cost two. Like, you can do that next turn. How how many lands do you think I actually ever counter spells I I have in my hand? Like, I I would have what I'm pretty sure I would have lost that game right. if we kept going. But I was like free win. Take it. There you go. I'll take that. Yeah. But just don't let so much stuff get you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've won a lot of games where I missed a land drop on turn three. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like, oh wow, this pretty much puts me. You know, way behind. Should I just concede? Let's just play it, and I yeah. eventually win. Exactly. Like you, I think a lot of it goes to put more trust in yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, let it be a time where you can look at the tools that you have, and you can get to the place you're trying to go. Like most of the time, if I'm trying to concede early, I think I made a misplay. I should concede because I I did not play perfectly. The old shame concede. Yeah. Exactly. Like, both players know this was a mistake. I'm going to concede out of pure shame. But throw it away. Throw that away. And just keep going and being like, what else can I learn from this match? I learned one thing. What are the next three things I'm going to learn? Right. Right? It's a good way to look at it, right? If you always concede to rogues, whenever you see it's rogues and they get a decent start, you're never going to learn how to play against rogues. Yeah. Even even when Omnath wasn't banned. Mm -hmm. Even when Omnath and Uro weren't banned. Yeah. How do I play against this deck? What is my advantage against this deck? Is there a card I could play that would beat them in the situation? And, and thinking about all those things. Because people did that over and over and over and over and over again and realized that it just wasn't something that could happen, mm-hmm. that is when things get banned. But you have to actually put in the work and try. Yeah. And I really think that Rogues is in a, is in a place that, like, you're okay. Like it, it's. I don't t- even think Rogues is the best deck. It's not. I think it's a good deck. I think it's a really good deck. And you don't even have to play that really good deck. You can play any other really good deck. Just This has gone... I, I was... Who was... I saw somebody on Twitter, one of the pros. I can't remember who it was. But they were just talking about um, playing Historic and picking one deck. Yep. Pick the deck and play that deck so many times that you are the expert mm-hmm. in the deck. Right. Like we watch other people play and they're amazing or sometimes you play and you've had a couple bad runs and you're like, this deck's terrible and you throw it away. Mm-hmm. If you play the deck so well that you know your deck better than your opponent knows your deck, mm-hmm. you will probably be able to best them. If you keep you playing... You have the advantage. You yeah. have the advantage. And if you keep playing and know their deck better than they know their deck... That's how I beat auras all the time because I know their deck better than they do. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And that's how I know which pieces to t- get rid of and what's important. Because they probably like. picked up auras now that it's a really good deck. And yeah. you've been playing it since, bef- you know, even when it was tier two. Yeah. And I, I loved it in tier two just because it's the strategy I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really think that, yeah, just 
you really have to sit through it. And even if you know you're going to lose it and slowly each turn it gets worse and worse and worse, you never know. Right. I was playing, we were talking about this earlier, I was playing my Auras deck against uh, a blue-white control deck, which I always feel is bad because Narset really hoses my whole strategy. Yeah. <laughs> I had no Spirit Dancers or SRAMs. And I got to, I ended up sitting through the deck, missing my third land drop and kept going through Ginger Brutes and uh, all said of life's bounty, and I ended up being able to stop them from playing a Teferi and winning the game just because I could get around all of the removal and everything that happened. Because I played the deck well, and that was so gratifying. I had to stop and breathe and be like, that was a game. That felt like a real It's always the best feeling. It was game three, it was rough. Like that was a dredge, like it was difficult. And I have not felt better about a match probably all year. That was the best match. And that's what you're looking for. When you're and playing. that's what we like playing Magic. Um, yeah. So stick with it. Don't get beat down. Right. And if you are getting beat down, <laughs> back to our emotes topic. We went on a whole adventure, but I really liked it. Um, I, I just thought this last one was pretty funny. Um, Thinking about things that you could say when you are not doing a really great job or yeah. something goes wrong or or somebody just curves out so well that yeah. you're like, mm, I don't know what I'm going to do. I really wish I had an emote that just said, I'm in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> like that, uh, that that Simpsons meme. Yeah, yeah. Where he's just in the bus. <laughs> I'm in trouble. I think uh, that would be pretty funny. I don't know if it's... Because little... that's kind of what's happening in my brain. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm like, whoo! Or, or it's the, the meme where um, there's the dog in the house, and he's like, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I wish there was something that could convey that feeling. Right. Um, when your opponent plays, like, four Burning Tree Emissaries on turn two. Hmm. Followed with, like, <laughs> four Burning Tree Emissaries with Robber of the Rich. And yeah. You're like, okay, well, and, and you're attacking with Bomac Courier and Robber of the Rich this turn? Sucker, I'm going to fatal push that robber. <laughs> <laughs> that happens a lot. People really, really hate against that robber. Um, but yeah, anyway, that is basically how we feel about emotes and, and what we want to see. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think the, the chat thing's coming, but we can still hope for some, we will some still sweet hope. emotes. I think we're going to continue talking about the chat thing until we get it. Um, we are like we're not the kind of people that really berate wizards to do things. No, um, we just kind of we're hopeful. Yeah, we're we're very hopeful for things like that. And I don't know if there are any stickers that I can really say I want. Yeah, I don't really yeah, know. These stickers did such a great job. They did a really good job. And maybe just, so. If Kaldheim has snow stuff, maybe right. we can get a bunch of snowmen. Just get the same thing, but but you know, snow version yeah. instead of like. Yeah. And maybe they could be, you know, um, I don't know. Maybe there's one snowman who's really hungry or something. It has nothing to do with magic at <laughs> yeah. all. Um, obviously, I want something that will actually tell my opponent something or be able to communicate because we we can't communicate exactly how I would like. Mm -hmm. um, but it is still fun and I use them quite often. Yeah. Um, Honestly, the stickers are like my greatest encouragement to buy the mastery pass. They really are. They you can't get them any other way. Yeah. Um and do it. They they're so much fun. Like really, when there's a, a match I'm losing and I get to use stickers, I'm like I'm this is what I'm doing now. This is the new game. How many cool stickers can I use in the perfect situation? So um, but if you want to tell us what you think about the emotes or uh, arena etiquette, what you like, what you don't like, any of that stuff, please reach out to us at Arena Regulars on Twitter and Instagram. Um, 
Yeah, and you can find us on MTG Arena. Our username is Arena Regulars Podcast. Throw some respectful stickers and emotes our way. Yeah, or maybe just some crazy, weird emotes that we don't like. Yeah, if there are any emotes that we've missed and you use them in a really interesting way against us mm-hmm. on online, then we'll be forced to talk about them. Yeah, maybe we'll just say, hello! Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the closest to home I think yeah. we have. Yeah. Um, and also, thank you to our one listener. Yeah, you know who you are and you're the best. You sure are. Uh, but with that, uh, cheers and good night. All right, that's fine.